0: So South Africa is reportedly a source, transit and destination country for victims of human trafficking. This is disturbing. This is worrying. Uh, Source countries are those which supply the victims of the crime. Transit countries are mediums or stopping points which the victims travel through. And destination countries are the final locations to which they are brought. South Africa is all three. Mm. So three. We now speak to uh, Katie Modro, who is country manager at A21 Country Manager, which is an anti-trafficking organization. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for your patience.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. It's
0: great to have you on the show, talking about this worrying, um, you know, topic today—trafficking. Uh, you know, especially if it's happening right. Uh, under your nose in your own country how long have we been dealing with this human trafficking issue in SA and why does it continue to be a problem
1: that's actually a really great question Um, I think if you look at the word human trafficking there's a lot of fear around the word or maybe Mm. a lot of buzz factor around the word human trafficking but if you break it down what is it actually it's slavery and Mm. how old is slavery how long has slavery been an issue in our country and globally so this is not a new phenomenon. this is not something that's just popped up on the radar, but it is an organized crime, and it is something that flourishes in vulnerability. And so I think we've seen it highlighted in South Africa over the past couple of years, and we've actually just seen it thrive as vulnerabilities increase within our country, as we see um, levels of corruption rise, as we see you know um, levels of unemployment, all of those things that render people vulnerable. Um, allow things or organized crimes like human trafficking to flourish and that's why it continues to be a problem in our country
0: So what are the trends and has the lockdown had any effect on these trends in any way?
1: That's, um, That's it's interesting to comment on trends because mm-hmm. we start to see trends as we see calls come through to the hotline, as we see cases reported. But some of the, the, the common trends that we've seen this year so far, we have seen very, very many fake job opportunities, a lot of them that are circulating on WhatsApp or um, Facebook, and they generally um, are fake modeling contracts, um, and they are generally, or the advert for the job is a bit Indiscriminate. If you want to say maybe it's not like what clear the job will be, um, but that it usually has a very high starting salary and no experience needed. Mm. So um, your trends for recruiting victims often speak to the vulnerabilities that a certain population or populist group will have. So if it's people looking for jobs, then the recruitment is going to be focusing on those jobs. If you are looking for, um, if you're targeting teenagers or teenage girls, you're going to be targeting girls that are looking for value placed on them that are looking for relationships so then that trend would be the lover boy method of recruitment that is pretending to value a girl pretending to be in love with her in Mm. order to manipulate Mm. her or control her Mm. and then more recently because of covid that's just actually highlighted whatever vulnerabilities we have in our country and it's pushed many children online and so we're seeing an increase in online exploitation whether it's Sexual exploitation via webcams, etc., but also the grooming and recruiting of children through social media platforms, through online platforms, through gaming platforms, and um, that we're seeing now.
0: So, what have been your victories as A21? you know, in your in your fight against human trafficking.
1: Um globally, so we we have eighteen offices from thirteen yeah. countries. So we've seen a lot of victories globally. I think some of our standout victories have been um, increased court cases that have been won um, mm. in some of the countries that we've been in. In South Africa specifically, we are almost eight years old. So we've been operating for a while here. And I wanna say one of the the strongest victories that actually is a victory that keeps on giving is the starting of the hotline in um, twenty sixteen. So we started the national hotline, the number I'll just throw it out there. Now it's oh eight hundred triple two triple seven. And it's a 24-hour line that takes calls about anything to do with human trafficking. If you suspect it, if you need information, if you're not sure, if you're a victim yourself. And through that hotline, we've actually seen over 20,000 calls um, in four years. And multiple, multiple rescues of victims and tip-offs given. And as I say, it's the gift that keeps on giving because we start to see trends coming through. We've had victims calling themselves saying, I don't know where I am, but I know that I need help. Can you help me? And our core specialists have been able to guide these victims to the closest police station. Um, And that's, yeah, that's been an absolute victory victory for us. Um, And I also think that um, in more recent times, being able to represent what South Africa is seeing on the ground um, through the hotline in um, national platforms such as, you know, the Midship Committee, that has been a strong one for us.
0: So, um, Katie, what should be the, the next steps in ending human trafficking in South Africa? I know it's a complicated question.
1: It is. Um, It's a very complicated question. I think, you know, um, firstly, I think public awareness is Mm. massive. Um, You know, if I'm going to address the elephant in the room, there is a lot of fake news going around at the moment. Um, There's a lot of um, those chain WhatsApp messages that are being sent around um, and that actually cause fear and panic rather than educating the public on what human trafficking really looks like. So I think a strong education and public awareness campaign is really needed in our country to be able to show citizens, community members, this is how human trafficking happens, and this is how you recognize it, this is how you protect yourself. (laughs) Then I think we're operating with false beliefs about what trafficking does look like or hysteria. So I think that's very important. Um, And then I think if we're looking at a a government level, I honestly believe that um, sufficient training for SAPs at our station level is vital. If our police officers are not identifying trafficking when it comes knocking at the front door, when a victim walks through the door and says, I need help, we've got a real issue. And that is currently happening. Many station-level staff are not not identifying trafficking. So adequate training for them. And then increased resources for our specialized investigation units, the DPCI or the Hawks. Um, They are largely, I believe, under-resourced in the trafficking um, investigation. And if we put tools in their hand, if we put people in their hand, I really believe that we will see um, incredible investigations and and court cases won eventually.
0: Katie Modro, thank you so much for your insights. Katie is from A21 Country uh, Manager. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Katie.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Excellent. They're talking about um, human traffic specifically in uh, in South Africa. I know there was a horrific story a couple of months ago. I think in the UK where over fifty people were found dead. In a truck. Yes, yes, and yes. And I think most of them were from Vietnam. Because in first, I think when they first identified, they thought they were Chinese. Chinese. And mm-hmm. they realized that most of them were from Vietnam, mm. you know. Because I know that one of the, the victims even sent a message to her mother saying that she can't breathe. Yes. Shame, man. So 50, imagine 52 bodies in a truck. In a truck. Yeah. Instead. But you know, the conversation that you were having with, okay, you wonder with the unemployment rate so high in South Africa, oh, when will this? Do you get what I mean? When you will. Pray, you prey on people who are desperate. Well, vulnerable and desperate. Mm. You offer them jobs. So we've job. still got a long way to mm. go to deal with the issues such as human trafficking, clearly. And, and also, what makes it difficult is that sometimes they can say, no, we'll get you, if you're in Africa, for instance, we'll yeah. get you a job in London. Eh, and well, obviously, you get there illegally. Mm. So they are able to blackmail you. Because you don't have the proper paperwork, oh. mm. you know, you don't yeah. have a passport, you don't have a visa. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you gra- complain, they'll remind you that listen, you don't have ABC, you'll end up in jail.
1: Imagine that!
0: So, it's, it's horrible, it's devastating, it's
1: devastating.